Bronx in the league if you looking for talent. LSU going hard, but we beat Alabama, then we going out to Florida. Drown the Gators, everybody getting bucked when we step in the stadium. This the LSU anthem, you know it's a hit. You don't know another rapper two step like this. See me screaming out the window, yelling purple and gold. I'm an LSU fan, girl, you know how we roll now. Yeah, we are live, and my voice is back, Zach. It's good. Last well, time was uh, a little rough. Yeah, yeah, it was. It was. Now, I, I'm on the road to recovery. I, I still got a little tightness, but it's way better than um, it, it was um, this past week. So I'm glad to be back and uh, not coughing my head off. I do have water on standby just in case. Just in <laughs> case it gets it – gets, um, hectic but we're, glad we're, good. we're ready to go <clears throat> yeah yeah we're good and we're ready to go uh and there's a lot to talk about um with this past weekend um with baseball um with upcoming things with baseball with women's basketball um i mean lots to talk about um and uh, zach I, I, we need to we need to catch up a little bit on some some spring football too we, we need to do yeah. that and, and have a segment here soon about spring football because obviously uh, spring football is in full swing uh, as well. But Zach, I'm just to just to let you guys know, uh, Tigers Avenue um, here soon, hopefully within this week. I, I really hope it's this week, Zach. Uh, I'm on spring break. I'm hoping to have a baby this week. Hoping to bring a new tiger into this world. Um, right. So I'm really excited Number about two, that. Right? Number two. Num- number two. Number two. Um, hoping to bring another tiger into the world uh, this week. Uh, Lord willing, it will come this week because that would be awesome because I'm on spring break. Um, perfect but I know It'll be perfect time, but I know how life goes. He'll probably come right in the middle of next week and you know, uh, when I'm back in the midst of school. The uncle wouldn't mind, you know, getting to leave work and take a day off or so. Yeah, I, I wouldn't mind. <laughs> so – <clears throat> that's on the horizon as well. So uh, maybe I'll get to meet the, the new tiger here soon. Um, uh, I'll share you. I'll sh- I guess I'll share the name whenever he, he gets here, but we're, we're pretty excited. Dope about pretty dope. Pretty dope name. Pretty dope name. Um, so Zach, obviously last night, the, the, the women's basketball team uh, was competing in the round of 32 against Michigan as expected. Um, and we discussed this a little bit and talked about how, man, this could really be a competitive game. The Big Ten obviously is very good in, yep. in terms of women's basketball. Lots of good teams. I mean, shoot, Iowa uh, is a two seed. Utah is a two seed. No, well, not Utah. Um, Indiana is a one seed. Um, so lots of great teams uh, in, when, in the Big Ten uh, when it comes to women's basketball. But the women really held their own. And – we we got somebody here that was there to witness it in person to give us in person scoop about last night's victory over Michigan. Let's bring him on in. Gant from the balcony singles. Wow, what an intro! I mean, the timing was perfect on that. Timing. There we go. What's up, Gant? Not much, man. How y'all been? We'll be great, man. Appreciate you coming over uh, and hopping in the show tonight, taking some time to do that. 
Um, uh, shout out to you and the Balcony Bengals. Um, always uh, faithful uh, to, uh, followers of the show and supporters. We really appreciate you guys and, and what y'all have done uh, with the connections we've had together. Uh, and always willing to come on the show and, and give us some on-campus, in-person intel into what it was like. Yeah, so let's just talk about the atmosphere for a second because it seemed like it was jumping. What was it like last night? Yeah, it was it was definitely something to witness. I mean, you know, from the jump, it was rowdy. Um, the students were going were going crazy, yelling at the Michigan parents. And you know, early <laughs> on, like one of the Michigan dads started videoing all of the students because, like, yeah, I guess I don't know who wanted to get kicked out or whatnot. And all of a sudden, you look up and there's 30 students with a cell phone videoing that guy. Like, like that video. <laughs> oh, it was just it was gonna be rowdy from the jump. And I mean, once the crowd started to fill in, uh, it was packed in there and. It was crazy. I mean, the student section was rocking all night. And then, you know, I mean, like the first possession, they had the chocolate violation. Yeah. I mean, when they got like down within 10 seconds, that was the loudest like I've ever felt anything. It was just like a complete roar. And it was, yeah. it was definitely something. So, so the, is, is it safe to say, when in terms of women's basketball, the Deaf Dome is alive? Oh, yeah, 100%. <laughs> that was, I mean, even like last year, the Will Wade, Will Wade games, I mean, it got crazy. Yeah. That was like we were up by twenty in the fourth quarter, or the third quarter. Yeah. Every time Michigan had the ball, you know, everyone's you know being loud, yelling, chanting defense, or just you know screaming, and the noise just kept going. Well, great. I mean, that's what you want to see uh, from the PMAC and and from LSU fans. That's that's what should be expected. I, I think that's kind of the mantra that LSU has adopted about itself: is rowdy fans, loud fans, and so it's good to see when that that comes true because it, it feels like for so long the PMAC had been missing it uh in both the women's basketball and the men's um you know will wade kind of brought that back to life uh, i would say in his tenure at lsu and we appreciate him for doing that um hopefully matt mcmahon can can write the ship and, and get it back to that as well but man kim mulkey ha- has been doing that work uh, uh, with the women's basketball program, and twice this year, y'all have been a part of record-breaking crowds. I mean, what has that been like? Yeah, that's been something really cool to see. I mean, you know, you just—I mean, fifteen thousand people in the PMAC a couple of times this year, um, shattering records. Uh, you know, I don't think there's too many other crowds in the country doing that for women's basketball. So, um, you know, the staff's done a great job though. Like Joe Schwartz does a great job with the students, getting them there. Um, and I mean, of course, who doesn't want to go watch Kim Walkie coach the game and Andrew Reese get 25 boards every night? So, sure. uh, you know, they definitely, it's an easy product to sell because, you know, the girls can play. Yeah. So, Zach, um, again, I guess we'll talk a little bit now, maybe some analytics on the game and, and a little bit about the game. Um, it started at 6 30 last night. And, and so I kind of missed the, the first half of it, but I caught the second half. Um, you know, I turned it on. I'm like, oh, shoot, like we're up 20 already. Like, <laughs> so, um, Zach, and then I'll, I'll, I'll go to Gant next. Zach, I mean, what was the first half kind of like? Kind of fill me in on that. I mean, how did they gain such a lead and 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 kind of sustain that through the second half? Because all I watched was them sustaining their lead and, and growing and building on that. Yeah, so, I mean, obviously, Angel Reese played a major factor, but we mentioned it on the last podcast, Reagan. You were going to need to see a guard step up and make a big impact, and guess who did it? Jasmine Carson. Jasmine Carson had three three big threes 
uh, almost almost back to back. She went back to back, then missed one that she took from deep, and then she hit another one. And I, as I'm sure again, I mean the the fans were going absolutely berserk, uh, especially on that third one. And you know she she built a really nice cushion for LSU early on. Um, and we mentioned how massive it would be for LSU to have other players outside of Alexis Morris and outside of Angel Reese um, have big nights. And Alexis Morris didn't have the best night, um, and so you needed somebody else to step up, especially one of the guards. And Jasmine Carson Carson ex- did that that exactly. So massive, massive first half for the Tigers was because of Jasmine Carson. Obviously, Andrew Reese. I mean, Andrew Reese just dominates basically the entire game. Uh, I mean, anytime it felt like maybe Michigan was kind of getting close a little bit there in the first half, they'd go feed Angel Reese and she'd go get a bucket or an and one. And I mean, they, they just couldn't really do much with her. They couldn't handle her inside the paint. And so uh, it was just really impressive me. Because this is a game also where, you know, we kind of thought maybe it would be a lot closer. And I, I think people expected this game to be a lot closer than it was. And LSU just came out and dominated it in basically every facet of the game. So that was very encouraging, especially moving forward, uh, going into the Sweet 16 against a really good Utah team. Uh, I, I definitely want to see that moving forward. I want to see the guard play step up again. So you know, we'll see what happens. But, uh, I mean – Overall, just phenomenal job by the girls to just com- come out and completely shut it down and leave right. it out uh, as to why they're in the Sweet 16. So, Gant, um, l- let me pivot just a little bit because we do we need we, we haven't discussed the Hawaii game yet. We haven't had a show since then. So, God, I'm gonna be honest, y'all. Hawaii really surprised me um, and, and and competed a lot better than I think a lot of people <laughs> expected. Um, I mean, they they won and they won handily, but. I mean, I, I really got to give it to Hawaii. I, I feel like they put up a, a way better fight than was expected. Gant, what was that game like uh, before the Michigan game? I, I mean, it, was it as competitive as it seemed it was, or did it seem like they really had control, though? Yeah, I mean, I think it was a competitive game. I felt like we had control pretty much the whole time. But uh, there was definitely – I mean, it almost felt like even though the Michigan game, the Hawaii game almost felt a little more competitive, like – Hawaii had a couple of guards that they were playing hard yeah. um, and they, they played well. Um, but it really just felt like we were in control the whole time, but the crowd wasn't even really into it. Like it was just kind of yeah. like everybody was just chilling and watching the game. It felt like a like November atmosphere, you know, just everybody kind of not really worried about losing. I mean, they went out there and just right. dominated. Um, so, but I think there was definitely some fight from Hawaii, but uh, it didn't feel like it was too close in the PMAC. Yeah, I, I, I'm, that's kind of what I got from it. It was like, I, I don't know if maybe the lack of, like you were saying, it was like a November kind of crowd. I don't know if it was the lack of energy. Plus, they, like you were saying, I, I'm trying to remember her name. It's it's kind of a Samoa name, anyways. Yeah. I don't know. It was number three, mm-hmm. uh, like their starting guard. Um, she was really out there getting buckets. She really was. Um, and, and, I think one of their their uh, one of their bigs, like number eleven, put Kaylin's, up uh, some Kalen Spiller. I think yeah, Kalen, yeah, yeah, yeah. Spiller was was out there kind of kind of doing her thing as well, and so it felt a little bit more maybe uh, kind of competitive, and with the lack of emotion in the crowd, like you you didn't see it. it like when the, when the Michigan game, like it was like, man, we're up twenty and the crowd is rocking. Like yeah. it felt like you were in complete control. 
Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I, I, I gotta agree. I, I feel like they eventually, obviously, were completely in control of that game and kind of cruised to the victory. Um, so guys, I, I don't think we. I mean, look, Angel Reese, she got twenty four points, twenty five boards uh, against Michigan, um, and. I mean, what an incredible performance. Like, I think they said on the broadcast that, like, 27 was the record in an NCAA uh, tournament game. So, she's too shy of, of tying the record for boards in, in a game. Um, so, I mean, a phenomenal performance. But I, I don't think we need to overlook LaDacia Williams. And she had 10-10-2. She had a double-double. And I really think LaDacia is a girl who – who really impacts the game that doesn't get on the stats as much. I, I think her physical presence is, is is something that is overlooked. Gant, you're there. You know what kind of impact does LaDasia have on the team and 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 kind of what role does she play in, in, in the success of this team so far? Yeah, I mean, she definitely makes a big impact. I, mean, I think she helps kind of space it a little bit down there for Angel because you can't just double Angel. She's going to dump it to LaDasia and yeah. Um, you know, she helps a lot on the board. She's such, such a big physical body. Like, Andrew Reese is, is very good, but, like, Ladeja is just, like, a solid wall. So, like, whenever yeah. she gets the ball, whenever she's defending somebody, it's like they're not they're not going anywhere. Like, they're not going to back her down in the post. So, um, but, yeah, she's a great part to the team, and she definitely helps a lot. And that's what I was kind of thinking, you know, she was kind of one that stepped up, I felt like, and helped us get this big lead early in the game. Um, Angel went, down, went out quick with the busted lip for a couple plays, yeah. and, you know, she kind of was, was there, and they were feeding her early. And that was a game plan to get it down the post, um, let them two go to work. And uh, she definitely had a good game, stepped up big. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. I, I think it's going to be really important for kind of like what you were talking about, Zach. We need, we need some good guard play. We need, like, um, Alexis Morris uh, to do what she did a few times this year and really pop off. I'm trying to remember which game it was where she popped off for, what was it, like 25 points? I'm, I can't remember which game it was, but anyways, I want to say it was AM maybe when when we were at AM. But anyways, we really need that. And I also think LaDasia plays a crucial role in how far we go in this tournament. Um it, in terms of her I mean, defense, um, I, I think it's well overlooked. Uh LaDasia is an awesome defender. Um and, and is really a solid rock in the middle of of, of the paint um in terms of, of defensive uh side of the ball um so zach what, what do you think um with this utah game maybe we can look ahead a little bit obviously we made it to the sweet 16 uh kim mulkey said she wanted to win one more game this year she wanted to make it to the sweet 16 do one more better than this year and she's done it so now we turn to utah number two seed um gonna be a difficult game zach Okay, I, I'm honestly I don't know how the women's tournament uh, plays. Where where is it being played at now? Oh, well, now it's going to be in uh, Greenville. Okay, okay. So it's going to neutral side now. Correct. Gotcha, gotcha. So Zach, I mean, what what in terms of Utah, what do we need to do to be successful and, and get a win against Utah? Well, I mean, as we said, uh, whenever they first drew their bid. You know, obviously we were kind of upset a little bit that they didn't get the two seed, that they got a three seed. But if you were going to get the three seed, like it was massive to be placed in the bracket that you were placed in, you know, with two seed Utah and then uh, one seed Indiana. 
Because, like, I'd hate to be in the bracket where you have to face Iowa in there to see. Like, Iowa's just really, really freaking good. Okay, you know, Clark is a problem. Yeah, yeah like, Iowa's, like, really like a one seed, honestly. <laughs> but they're a two seed in this tournament. And, you know, I'd hate to be the three seed in that bracket, you know, because you'd be facing an Iowa team that just is really, really good in the guard plays. You're going to be overmatched with guard play. So, you know, I think – the draw was really good for LSU. You know, Utah, they've they've lost four games on the season, and I, I was, I'm not going to act sit here and act like I know a whole lot about Utah women's basketball because I don't. <laughs> but just going back on uh, the games that they've played so far, their losses came to uh, Washington State. They lost to Arizona, which was a ranked matchup. That game was – it seemed like it was kind of close, but then kind of there at the end got away from them. Uh, let's see what other games they've lost. They lost to Colorado. There's so there's a couple of games in here um, not, that not were two good losses. They have well, they they have like both the the Washington State and the Colorado loss. They were both again. They were both unranked. Yeah, um, bad losses. Of course, the Arizona loss was um, was against a ranked opponent. I'm trying to find the last one. They they lost a total of four games. Let me look here. Utah, Utah. There's one other game in here that they lost. They lost Colorado. There's that one. Lost to Arizona. Oh, they did beat Arizona earlier in the season. So that I, they they played they played uh, each other twice uh, overall in the season. Beat them once, and then Arizona beat them the other time. Whenever Arizona was back at home. Um, let's see. I don't think I don't I don't think I can find it. It says they have four losses, but I'm not finding it right now. But anyways, so. Either way, you know, they've had obviously more losses on the season than uh, LSU has. Um, but they, I would say they've also probably paid, played some stiffer competition. They've played more ranked games than LSU has. The only ranked game I think LSU played was LSU, was uh, the South Carolina game and the Tennessee game. I don't think Ole Miss was ranked at the time that we played them. Uh, am, am I wrong on that, Gant? Yeah, I don't think they were. I think it, I think it was just Tennessee and South Carolina. Mm-hmm. And there's other conferences in women's basketball that are overall we, – we mentioned the Big Ten that are overall just, just stronger. And the Pac-12, I think, is one of those that's a little bit stronger than the SEC. You kind of have the top half that's really top-heavy top, top heavy with South Carolina, LSU, you know, Ole Miss, teams like that that are that – are, it's really top-heavy. And then you kind of have the Pac-12 where there's, there's a little bit better mixture uh, and the talent's a little bit more spread out. So, this is going to be a good team regardless. I mean, Utah mm-hmm. – don't be fooled by the losses that they took to Colorado and Washington State, even though they were uh, against unranked teams. Like LSU is going to have to play hard. I mean, they're a number two seed for a reason, uh, and even and, you know they've lost more games and they're a higher seed than LSU. So obviously the committee views them um, as a better opponent than LSU. So I'm interested to see um, you know the matchups that we. I, I don't know their bigs. I'm going to just I guess click on this now and and look at some of their uh, players that. Will stand out. Let's see. I'd be willing to bet it's advantage LSU. Just yeah. about any team you play, it's advantage. Other than South Carolina. So there's a girl by the LSU. name of uh, Elisa Pelé. Pelé. I don't know. I don't know. She kind of <laughs> leads. She leads their team in basically everything. She averages 21 points a game. Averages five and a half rebounds per game. Um, so it seems like they're big. Um, that that might be interesting then because that's going to be a Her matchup. Favorite. Yeah, it's gonna be a big versus big matchup. She's a forward. Um, she's six two, which I, Angel's like what six six three six three. Six three, six three six so it looks like it's gonna come down to um, a big on big matchup. 
Um, so how well does our guards play? We'll see. Again, we, we mentioned it earlier. We want to see our guards step up. So maybe LSU, you know, you know, you kind of break even there with the bigs, but maybe LSU has an advantage there with the guards. I don't know. Again, I've never watched Utah women's basketball. So <laughs> we'll find <laughs> out as we watch the game. Uh, just an interesting note here, guys. Uh, currently, Indiana, the number one seed in our region, uh, is playing, and they're down one point in the third okay. at the end of the third quarter Ooh. to nine seed Miami. Currently losing, um, big time. If they lose, that would be huge. <laughs> that would be huge, 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 huge. Um, so Gant, uh, Zach, there's a comment here for Gant. Um, that I wanted to get to because I wanted to ask him a little bit about this and, and, okay. and get his opinion on it. Uh, uh, ask Gant, what was up with the security? So um, two things here, and then we'll, we'll get to the – well, one thing, and then we'll get to that question. So number one, um, it seemed at times maybe maybe it got a little chippy did, did the game get a little chippy last night a few times with I, I know there was some some hard fouls and then there was the moment with Kateri Poole when she kind of got shoved I, was that right in front of y'all that was right, that was right. Mm-hmm. so so did it get a little chippy sometimes yeah it kind of did I mean there was one point the Michigan girl went for a layup and she was like my face my face and she got hit in the face and uh, they reviewed it and they said it was nothing wrong with it uh, and then I saw the Michigan girl was like well, when they go up for a shot, just start slapping them in the face and stuff. And I'm like, what the heck? And that's when after that, that's when that same girl that said that shoved Terry Poole. And we're like, how is she not ejected for that? I don't yeah. know. It was a straight shove. Like, there was – they called a charging foul. I'm like, bro, I don't know about that. But, yeah, it definitely – it got chippy. I think Michigan was just frustrated. Yeah. Offensively, they got shut down. Um, yeah. Their defense was pretty stout. I think they were just really frustrated. I think you're right. I, I think it stems from, from, from some frustration – frustration because that girl in particular like you were saying seemed frustrated when that happened yeah um and and she kind of acted like you know what did i do which that's what most players do but you're right i I feel like it it should have gone to review it it felt more intentional than the refs kind of acted like um i mean at least they got the charge they got the call i was fine with that um but i I feel like they could have reviewed and maybe called a tech or on that or, or maybe maybe a flagrant one or whatever it is um because it, it felt a little bit more vicious than than what the refs gave um so to answer his question what what was going on with the security last night yeah so this has been a thing as old as time with that landmark and lsu and the students um but i mean you know from the jump so the landmark guy he's over there and he's, you know, he's clapping to the Michigan band. And one of the students kind of jokingly was like, hey, man, like, what are you doing cheering for Michigan? And he, like, runs over and he's like, don't you get in my face like that. Don't you yell at me across the thing. Blah, blah, blah. We're like, dude, what is up with this guy? He's like, and <laughs> from the jump, and, like, whenever everyone started, um, that Michigan fan was videoing all the students because we were being rowdy or whatnot. Um, well, when we started videoing on back, we had the flashlights on, the landmarks started freaking out about that because it's like pregame. Like, obviously, we're not going to do that in the game. You get a technical foul, whatever. And then, yeah. so then towards the end, um, you know, Alexis Morris comes. Um, she runs and jumps into the student section, which is awesome. Like, why would you not want that? You know, that but you were like right there holding her up. That's what yeah, I did. Yeah, I jumped right into my arms and you know, I catch her. Um, and uh, so, you know, like, why would you not want that for exposure for your university? Absolutely. Which I mean, yeah, Landmark sure. doesn't care about LSU. They they don't. They just 
they just want to be mad at the world. Um, but like LSU wants that clip posted everywhere because yeah, of you're a recruiter, you see that you're like, I'm going to LSU, like I'm going to jump in the student section, like let's Morris. Yeah. Here comes the same landmark guy from earlier in the game running over there. He stopped Kim Mulkey from coming to the student section. Was like, dude, you think you run this? But that's Kim Mulkey. Like it's Kim Mulkey. Kim Mulkey do what she won't. <laughs> yeah. Yelling at Alexis Morris to get down, get down, get like ruining the moment. He's like yelling at us to put her down, and I'm like, buddy, like. What the hell is wrong with you? Like they just won the game. Like go, like your job's over. The game's over. Like go home. Like, uh, People are leaving. Go, I mean, Landmark leave. is like, oh, they are just horrible. Like power trip. <laughs> like it is ridiculous. And that was so, kind of the last straw. We were having some yeah. chippy words with them. You know, we let them yeah, get our yeah. calls on that. But so, so, like, what is Landmark? Like they're not a part of LSU. Like is LSU hired like a third party security? Is that what that is? Yeah, I think that's what it's it. like. It's like a third party security thing, and it's horrible. Shoot, I mean, and that's that's same people at the baseball games where you say one cuss word and they're kicking you out, and the cops take you out. So yeah, I mean, man. I mean, maybe the, the the student should raise a stink about it. Maybe get some like, <laughs> some, like instead of using a third party security, get like LSU, uh, like LSU actual security, so that when there's certain moments, like the security understands. Okay, this is a moment for LSU. Yeah. Like, let's not ruin this moment. Yeah, move that issue landfills. We've had issue with, with them forever. Ever since we started doing like kind of student section thing, you know. Yeah, and I'm just like. I mean, Kim Walkie, Joe Schwartz, they all tell us to be as rowdy as possible. So I'm like, you threatening to kick this, us out. These, these really people scary. are LSU, like, and they're telling us what to do. Yeah. Like, <laughs> and even like, <laughs> at go, the beginning of the game, some of the LSU staff kind of came over and was like, hey, like, you know, we, we earned this right to have this home foot advantage. Like, you know, do not start telling these students to be quiet and stuff like that because it happens like a lot, you know. So, and them, you know, yelling at Alexis to get down was kind of the last straw. And, on the way out, yeah. it was our last game. We're you know done. So um, uh, Brandon definitely had some some words for. Him. <laughs> uh, so yeah, I believe that. <laughs> yeah, it was. Uh, yeah, it, was it seems like something Brandon would do. That, yeah. that, that seems like Brandon. Yeah. Seems like Brandon. I, I I don't know if you've ever watched Mash, the old show Mash, oh, uh, but Brandon <laughs> is just like. Hawkeye on Mash. Yeah. I mean, the way he looks and the way he acts, I'm like, it's it's Brandon. Like that's yeah. that's how he is. Oh my god! Totally cracks me up. Totally cracks yeah. me up. But you sh- you should watch it sometime. It's a funny show. Old, it's <laughs> yeah. an old show, but it's funny. And you would look at that and be like, yeah, that's Brandon. So, <laughs> it, anyways, so I, I hate that that happened, and, and I I wish maybe the students could raise a stink about that and like you know get that changed because it seems like. You know, with all with you guys, every time we have y'all on the show, whether it's you or Brandon or Miles, like that's a pretty common theme. Um, so I, maybe it should change. Maybe maybe we should talk to LSU about getting that change. Zach, you got something? Well, I mean, we're gonna transition here, and before we let Gant go, we definitely want to ask about baseball. Obviously, the girls will have to will have to wait until Friday to to watch <laughs> them again. Uh, you know, they're going to be facing at Utah on Friday. So we'll preview that on our Friday show. Um, but Gant, baseball is in full swing, number one team in the country. Uh, you, you've already said that you've been able to go to some games. How excited are you for you? Obviously, we're going to wait and 
see what happens with women's basketball. And then once that's over, full attention is on baseball. How excited are you for this LSU baseball season? I mean, obviously, we come into the season with really, really high expectations. Uh, everybody's thinking it's Omaha bust. So what's your thoughts on this uh, baseball season before we let you go? Yeah, I mean, everything so far so good. Um, you got Dylan Cruz, who looks like the clear number one player in the draft. Besides that, you know, you got Paul Skeens, who might be the number one player in the Skeens draft. Skeens may be pushing yeah, him a little bit. I mean, I would, that, got I would two teammates battling it out. Yeah. So, I mean, the question marks for all of last year were like, we don't have a pitching staff. And this year, I mean, you got about as many dudes as you can ask for on a college roster. Um, you got a supporting cast around Cruz. You know, they can't pitch around him. If they, if they do, they're going to run into Tommy White or all these other guys. So, um, we're excited. You know, we're already kind of looking ahead maybe to plan a little Omaha trip. But yes. I, know, uh, I know some of the guys will be going to Ole Miss okay. um, for the Ole Miss series. So, that'll be – You are. That'll be fun. I'm, going, I, I'm coming right. to the Ole Miss series. So, yeah. we're, yeah, we'll be there. we're going to be uh, there. Fred's is actually sending us there. They, they All expenses paid. Um, so shout out to them. Um, Fred's bar, but um, yes, yeah, so that's something we're looking forward to. Maybe make an Omaha trip. Omaha is, is pretty pricey, so um, yeah. we're pumped, we're excited. Um, so hopefully they'll win an Addy because we haven't won one in too long. <laughs> Absolutely, I, I would love to see the Balcony Bengals make a trip to Omaha. That would be awesome. Yeah, we that, that, that little that bar with the shots. We've run that up. <laughs> there you go. There you go. <laughs> oh. Gant, we appreciate you taking some time and coming on the show and, and giving your thoughts on the game. Obviously, you were there, um, so you, you're able to always give some great insight. And we love you guys at the Balcony Bengals. Y'all are awesome and what you do. We love that y'all support LSU sports and want to bring more awareness to it, get more students activated into the, the student section, make it rowdy, make it fun. I, I think that's what LSU has been known for for years, and I think y'all are really trying to – uh, continue that tradition. So really appreciate you guys um, and your passion for LSU. Um, so keep doing what you're doing. We, we really enjoy it. <laughs> Thank you. So where can we find you, Gant, and, and the Balcony Bengals in terms of social media? Yeah, I mean, you can find Balcony Bengals on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. Um, just at Balcony Bengals. Um, also on YouTube. We haven't posted on YouTube though in like a while. Um, really, Instagram is probably our main platform. We want to keep up with like what we're doing on day to day. Um, and then you can find me on all socials as well, just at Gant Gotro. So there you go. There you go. Gant, we really appreciate you taking some time to do this. Uh, we always enjoy it, uh, as always. We'll appreciate it. We'll, we'll, have to, we'll have to do it again. We'll have to, yeah. do it again. especially if, if they're heading to Omaha we're, and y'all do that, we're going to have to have you on to talk about Omaha. So yeah, for sure. Appreciate you, Gant. We'll see you next time. All right, man. See you. All right. So, Zach, I mean, Gant's awesome. I'd love to hear his firsthand experience about the game. Um, it's always good stuff. Yeah. Zach, I think we need to hit a quick break, come back. We'll take some care of some comments and start our discussion uh, about the weekend recap, and we'll do that right after this. Five Star Hero, your intro and outro music for the Tigers Avenue show. They ain't ready for that LSU. Go check out all his other music on all the major platforms. Don't forget to follow him on Instagram at Saints Anthem and at Twitter at One Nation Doty. Don't forget to check out his Facebook page for all his Saints and LSU merchandise. Can't get any better than Sarah Klein Stevens, attorney at law. Her firm focuses on the needs of the elderly and maintaining their dignity throughout the process. Here for you, here for your family. 
Sarah Klein Stevens, attorney at law. Back at it here in the Tigers Avenue to talk about a great weekend in College Station, Bluebell Park, uh, against the Texas A&M Aggies. The Tigers take two out of three. Um, you went and you did what you needed to do. Um, Zach, here on, on uh, um, our last show, we talked about, you know, our predictions and what we thought. You know, I kind of gave you my thought, hey, when you go on the road in the SEC, try and take two out of three. When you're at your house, try and go for the sweep. You get yeah. two out of three. You did what you needed to do. I I think it's an, a very successful weekend. I think always, 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 whenever you win two games and then lose Sunday, people always cling on to that last loss more than looking at the whole picture from the weekend. And they let that cloud the weekend, and the weekend was very successful, Zach. Um, so what, what are your initial – well, I, we need to get to some comments first before we really get into it. So let, let's see what the, the folks have been saying. Oh, Danny what, what Girl, we... back. We ain't seen her in a while. Thanks for joining, uh, oh, Danny Girl. Yeah, Thanks Danny, appreciate the Bengals for being the super fans uh, that those of us uh, far away can't be. Yeah, for real. Uh, Ryan said, balcony Omaha Bengals, let's go. Awesome. Uh, I, I love this one from Adam. Uh, Adam had to crack me up. I, could, I had to hold myself from, <laughs> from laughing uh, and, and not interrupting the conversation. But uh, Adam B. said, landmark, more like landfills. <laughs> <laughs> love it. Love it. Uh, Odenny Girl, Girl also mentioned that uh, uh, this was, I, I believe, uh, Indiana. They were down yeah. 12 originally, but now they've kind of come back here uh, recently. So let's let's take those. Yeah, so Miami is up 57-51 uh, with 6.20 to go in the fourth quarter. Uh, Baylor, who was losing not long ago, has also uh, given up their lead to U- number two seed UConn. Uh, that scores 33-28 uh, UConn over Baylor. Um, number three, Duke, is also uh, losing right now to the sixth seed Colorado. So, there is some uh, top seeds, the top top one, two, and three seeds tonight. Uh, they're definitely getting a run for their money uh, versus these lower seeds. So we'll see how the rest of these games play out. But certainly looks like uh, it's a lot closer than they would like. You know, LSU kind of handled no their doubt. business. LSU kind of handled their business two versus six. <laughs> but uh, these teams are struggling a little bit. Yeah, but – Look, there, but there's some in some other teams like South Carolina and Iowa who've also handled their business. Yes. Um. So, so maybe, just maybe, we'll we'll look forward to you know a Final Four. Uh, maybe, maybe. I, I don't want to. I want to. Don't want to get ahead of myself. I predict a. Bra- I, I did make a bracket for uh the girls. I will not uh, say not say exactly what I did in that bracket, but it's going pretty well so far. <laughs> <laughs> I'm liking how it's going. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Any other comments we need to get to? I think that's just about it, Reagan. Uh, Tyler Townsend also joined us. He says, what's up, guys? Uh, Ryan, I do see your comment, your hashtag tell me TA. I love that he, like, he does it. Like, we, like, if you want to ask us a question, it's hashtag tell me TA. And, uh, Ryan, I do see that comment. We will get to that at at the end in our last segment. Oh, Danny Girl said, my husband is from Indiana, and we all know all that, uh, and, and, and we all know all that they have is basketball. <laughs> he is losing his mind in this game and interrupting y'all talking, LOL. <laughs> Hopefully it'll it'll end up, you know, I would say, you know, I, I want it to go his way for you, O'Danny girl, but I think I would like to see the upset more 
than uh, more than maybe your husband being a little bit happier yeah. on how the game's going. So I'm, I'm going to continue to root for Miami in that. <laughs> absolutely, absolutely. I mean, that'd be huge in terms of the you know if we get past Utah. You know, you're kind of if if you if Indiana's out, you're kind of looking towards Final Four. Obviously, sure. obviously, you got to take a game at a time. But you know what I mean. You know what I mean. Um, so Zach, this weekend, um, you take care of business on on Friday and Saturday, Sunday. Yeah. You're six outs away from the sweep. They have a four run eighth, and they take the last game. It is what it is. When Miami wins the world loss. When when Miami wins, the world loses. <laughs> yeah, we feel about that way too with some other teams. I, I feel that way with A and M. you asked me about overall on the weekend. Yeah, your overall um, weekend. What was your thoughts? You know, I, Sunday obviously it sucks. It does suck. You know, and it it sucks that it ended that way. And yes, it does leave kind of a sour taste in your mouth. But you cannot let it cloud what happened overall on the weekend would you have liked to win game three yes is there issues to talk about in game three yes did you let it slip away and kind of shoot yourself in the foot yes um but overall as you mentioned you want to go to you want to win two on the road you want to try and sweep your home games and look lsu i got a feeling they're going to eventually sweep somebody you know to go against texas a&m who's a who's a good team i understand texas a&m it's not doing phenomenal right now, but Texas A&M is a good team. And a bit, they're I mean, a little banged up, too. A they're a little banged, banged up. up. Hunter Haas, oh, my goodness He's gracious. Special. He's special. Dude, defense, he tore you up, and he tore you up on offense. Like, I'm so glad we do not have to watch Hunter Haas anymore because that dude got a base hit every freaking time he came up, Maybe. and he stole a base hit every freaking time uh, it was hit to him, like or even near him he stole. It was just – yeah, he's insane. He's so, like, thank God you ain't got to face that dude again. But, um, <laughs> look, I think all you got to say, look, just to break it down, Friday, I mean, there's really not much to say other than Paul Skeens. The big question going to SEC play was, can Paul Skeens pitch the same way against SEC hitters? And, boy, did he. 11, 11 punch outs. Look, I mean, he is arguably the best pitcher in the country. I think he is the best pitcher currently right now in the country. Dolander got touched a lot uh, on uh, on Friday. The whole staff excuse got me, touched. Thursday. The whole, whole staff, staff got touched. Missouri just pounded Tennessee the whole weekend. They get swept. But Paul Skeens proved himself, man. He went out there. He was firing all cinders. He was locating his spots, fastball. Uh, everything was working for him. He was just punching out hitters left and right. I mean, it was just a phenomenal job. And the offense came out. They they spotted you, too, at the very beginning. And that's all you can ask for. I mean, he's able to pitch freely. He can be comfortable. And that's exactly what happened. LSU goes on to dominate Friday night, which is what you def, definitely need uh, to start every single series is to win that first game on Friday. Sometimes, obviously, you play on Thursday. But win that first game. And uh, you set yourself up really, really well for the weekend. Another thing it did is it really saved LSU's pitchers, which turned out for the good. Because imagine if Paul Skeens had been plucked after three, four, five, right? I mean, he was plucked after what six? I think he went six or maybe seven. And he went six and, and like a third. Six and a third, because uh, I think he got one out in the seventh, and then they plucked him. So, yeah. you know, imagine if he had only gone three, four, five. Um, because 
what happened on Saturday and Sunday was your starters didn't go very deep. And obviously that's a concern. Ty Floyd only went three and a third. Uh, and also Thatcher Hurdling went three and a third. The guys didn't look as phenomenal as they have recently. Now I think eventually they'll adjust, they'll get better. Yeah. Um, you know, just had a bad weekend, but that was massive for Friday and Paul Skeens. Having Paul Skeens is massive in every single weekend because if he if he can go out and he can do what he's been doing on a week to week basis, it's going to set you. You're going to win. You're going to win a lot of SEC series. You may win all of your SEC series if he can go out and do that on a week to week basis as your Friday night guy. Um, so uh, Friday night, it's all Paul Skeens. I have a feeling that we're going to continue to say that throughout the rest of the season that Friday night is starred by Paul Skeens. But look, the guys got going. You scored nine runs. You almost mercy rolled them in that game. I mean, just the offense was clicking. Um, just humming on all – they were humming on all cylinders. It was just phenomenal to watch. And it was a great way to start the weekend, you know, especially like when you've gone through a long week and you're ready to be done with the with with work and, and you're ready to get home and just chill. You get to go home, watch LSU, and it just makes it even better that they, that they win and they <laughs> win it in that way, right? Yeah. Yeah. Now, Saturday, um, you know, a little bit different story, kind of weird, right? Uh, second and third inning, LSU can't do anything. They cannot buy a hit. The left-hander sucks you down. Reagan, what was crazy to me is how many left-handers they threw on Saturday. I don't think they threw a righty until way late in the game. I right. think they started with four lefties. Yes. Came, they, they had a lefty starter, and then I'm pretty sure they bought three or four consecutive lefties. I mean, it was very, very clear and very, very evident. Obviously, LSU has struggled with left-handed pitching, and it was very clear and it was very evident that Texas a was trying – they wanted to win that game. They wanted to win on Saturday. Yeah. They liked their chances yeah. on Saturday, and they wanted to win. They were doing everything that they could on Saturday to win that game. They were. They were. And so they threw every freaking lefty at you that they could. And luckily for LSU, they ran the pitch count up on a lot of those guys, and they finally broke through. Second and third inning sucked. It sucked for LSU fans to watch. It's been a frustrating at times this season to not have situational hitting, but then the bats broke through, and, and then it was just an on-pour. Um, and it, obviously the negative from that game is you you definitely want Ty Floyd to go longer than three and a third. I mean, that's definitely a concern going forward. We're going to we're gonna see how he does next weekend because good grief. And, of course, we'll preview it uh, coming up. But, man, you've got a massive ma- – you, you thought this weekend – you know, was tough. Dude, this weekend it gets even tougher. So, I mean, overall on Saturday, it was the offense. Friday night, Paul Skeens. Saturday, it was your offense. Tommy White was phenomenal this weekend. Just consistent player of the week. I mean, he's the SEC player, player of the week. I mean, he just continued to hit. Dylan Cruz, pretty good. Obviously, we'll mention some of the guys that struggled. Um, and then, of course, Sunday, Sunday sucked. I'm going to be honest. It, it really did suck, you know. Because uh, you had a really, really massive opportunity to sweep, and your bullpen could not finish. I think they ran Chase out there a little too long. Um, you know, I thought they did a pretty good job at managing the pitchers, and then Chase was doing really good, and then he kind of just lost his command there uh, when it mattered the most there in the eighth inning. And look, Christian Little came in, bases juiced, no outs. And Christian Little comes in and he gets two strikeouts. I understand he gave up the he, he you know he then walked the next guy and then he gave up the single. But Christian Little did what he was supposed to do. 
you know, in that situation and coming in and, and setting you up to get out of the jam. Now, did he execute there at the end? No, he didn't. Uh, he, he gave up the walk and he gave up the strikeout. You know, if it, what happens? And also, we I mean, we have to mention this, Reagan. The entire weekend, the strike zone was awful. Yeah, it was a, it was a bad Terrible. weekend. It was a bad weekend. The entire the weekend, zone. it was an extremely tight and tiny zone pause. Like <sighs> I mean, it was just, it was, it was awful, and yeah, it was. that that affected the pitchers. And you know, how, you know, did it affect somebody like Paul Skeens? No, because Paul Skeens is an is a pro baseball player that is that's pitching in college baseball right now. But you know, guys like Ty Floyd and Thatcher Herter, who are still kind of younger guys that are still trying to develop, does it affect them? Probably, and and you know they 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 struggle with their command, and a lot of that was due to the fact that they just weren't getting calls that were on the corners, and this it, I mean it was crazy. I thought you know okay Friday tight zone all right you know we'll have different it'll be better you know maybe the next two days. Every single day the strike zone was Sa- Saturday was the worst by far. Saturday was Saturday bad. was like, the worst by far. It was just bad, and I'm not saying it for LSU teams for just LSU because it was bad for AM too. I mean, there were some there oh, were some it was. pitches. It was there were some pitches for AM that landed, and I was like, I I you know I, I did the the ring them up, you know, and, <laughs> and you know the pitcher just sits or the the ump just sits there and watches it. So like, it was really disappointing by from an officiating standpoint because I think it definitely you know affected the outcome for sure a little bit, but. Overall, on Sunday, what did you in was you just lost command. The pitchers lost command, and they weren't. And I mean, like, like Chase Shores was missing by a lot. Uh, Riley Riley Cooper was missing by a lot. You know, uh, now there was some that were close that should have been called, but they weren't just you know missing on the corners, and and the ref didn't call it. They were they were missing, and um, so your bullpen struggled. Yes, it could have been aided a little bit better by the by the umps, but your bullpen struggled on Sunday to have complete command. Um, I don't think this I, – I really think this is kind of an outlier uh, for this bullpen. I don't think this is going to be something drastic uh, moving yeah. forward. I don't think it's going to be a major concern. Now, maybe, maybe it will be. Maybe I'm wrong, and hope, hopefully, hopefully it isn't. But we'll see moving forward if that continues to be an issue. But Sunday – yeah, it sucked that you, you basically, you know, you just had to get six more outs and you go into the eighth, you know, and you definitely want to get them out there because then you go, in, you know, into your last at bat and you're going, okay, if we can scratch a run across here, you know, we can really kind of put this thing away, you know, or if we go through it, through down, then we just got to hope that our closer, you know, gets a fresh inning to, to shut everything down. So it sucks that the eighth inning ended the way that did, especially that everything was on two outs. You know, it, it felt like everybody was on pins and needles watching that inning, and then unfortunately, it breaks their way, and you know they celebrated like they won the freaking national championship. You know, <laughs> and they're making cups now of LSU. Uh, you know, texting in a LSU six because they beat us one game in an entire series, and then Barstool Texas A&M is losing their absolute mind because they won one game on the weekend series. Um, so congrats A&M. Congrats A&M. You lost the series. Um, you're not that good. I understand you're dealing with 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 injuries, but you're not that good. Your pitching's not that good. They don't have command. We we raked on them most of the weekend. You know, I hope you get better because you honestly sucked this weekend. And we gave it to you. We gave you. You should be thankful because we gave you game three. You didn't win it. We gave you game three because our bullpen uh, wasn't the best. So here's the hoping that 
in the next few weekends we see uh, a little bit better outing from the, the bullpen guys and especially the starting pitching because that's really where you need to see the improvement because if your starting pitching is better, you don't have to rely as much on the bullpen. Yeah, I, I, I really don't think that what happened this weekend will happen uh, continually. I, I really think you're going to see a lot more extended outings from, from Ty Floyd and Thatcher Hurd. Um, I think it just happened back to back weekends. And look, let's 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 be honest. Um, Paul Skeens was dominant, so he didn't have to deal with the crowd. The crowd at A and M is a hostile crowd, and when you're when you're there at A and M, and I mean the entire time you're on the mound, they're calling your name over and over and over and over again, and they get to the the ball five chant, the ball six, you know, they start doing that. It's hostile and it's hard to focus and pitch. And um, I think some of that had to do with it. I really don't think the bullpen was that bad on uh, on the whole weekend. Sunday they struggled a little bit, but you also got to realize like Sunday we reused some guys. Um, so yeah, it wasn't like the – and Christian Little came back in. Yeah, right. Crowley Cooper and Christian Little came back in. So it wasn't the most, you know, fresh bullpen. Uh, obviously, it was first, Chase Shore's first time pitching for the weekend. Um, but I, I really think that <coughs> – I really think that the bullpen and the starting pitching will be better moving forward. And, look, now you go to the home series – and your starting pitchers are not going to have to deal with anything whatsoever from the crowd, like anything. It will be a a crowd that is completely in your favor. Yeah. All of that energy that you feel from A and M's crowd is completely on your side, and it's against will be against Arkansas, right? Um, so, in terms of the pitching, I'm really not that concerned. Um, I, I think they did what they needed to do with our offense to get it done. Um, and, and and to your point, Zach, like you made the point, Christian Little came in bases loaded, no outs, and punched two in a row. Like yep. That's massive. That's what it, it really wasn't that bad of a job. It wasn't that bad of a job. Um, the reason we, we ended up losing is because the free passes from Chase, uh, you know, and I don't expect him to do that all the time either. Um, so I, I would not um, – be too up in arms about the bullpen or the starting pitching. I, I really think that um, it, it's kind of something that we're not going to see often, uh, especially when you're at home. Like, like we saw Thatcher Hurd really go out there and absolutely dominate Texas in a hostile environment, yeah. in a very hostile environment. So we know what Thatcher can do. Um so I really don't think what you saw from Ty Floyd and Thatcher is going to be very common. And I really don't think you're going to have to lean as much on your bullpen as you did this weekend. Um, it's your first SEC weekend, and it was in a hostile environment. And you went out and you took two out of three. You know, And you really looked the part as the number one team in the country for most of the weekend. I mean, Zach, if you, if you think about it, like, like let's put it in this term, Zach. You dominate the first two games. And what I really liked about the second game is you you saw some adversity. You saw some adversity. 
and really responded. I mean, yeah. you put up a, a a six spot after going down four, and for two, three innings, it felt like absolutely nothing was going your way. Yep. And then your offense, I mean, lifts you off your feet, right? <laughs> so on the board, insane. Yeah, and then you end up scoring twelve points, and Jared, Jared Jones went nuts that day with with seven RBIs and a nuke of a home run. So you, you looked the part as number one. So you you're really going to, um, I think this weekend get a good view of this team, um, especially in a home environment. I, I'm really looking forward to see Ty Floyd and Thatcher Hurd respond to. Uh, this this past weekend, which which were were struggle uh, um, starts for them, um, <coughs> but look, Thatcher Herb, I mean, at UCLA, dominated at times, and we've seen him do it this year already. Like I, I do not expect Sunday to be the norm whatsoever. We also got to remember, like out. he's he's still recovering from an injury that he had. So I mean, you know, we also yeah. have to take that into factor, but. I do agree with Ryan. You know, I think the the middle relief could could do a bit better. Um, you know, there's some guys that are kind of struggling right now. Relief. Garrett Edwards was amazing. I said a, amazing. a bit. I said a bit. A bit better. A bit better. You know, Riley Cooper has struggled a little bit here recently. Um, Coop was Chase, good on. Chase Coop was George good his first struggled. outing. Chase George has struggled with his command a little bit here recently. Um, so you know. Mm. I mean, Garrett Edwards, I ain't got nothing to say about Garrett Edwards. Garrett Edwards looks great. He looks phenomenal. He's really coming on. Nate Ackenhausen has looked great. I don't have any complaints there. Uh, complaints there. I mean, you know, there's just some guys that are maybe struggling a little bit. And I think it's mostly command. Like, there's mostly there's, – there's, there's a few guys right now that are just struggling a little bit with command. By the way, Reagan, a uh, quick interruption. Uh, we are less than a minute to go in this Miami and Stanford game. Miami is ahead – 66 to 65. Um, Stanford just completely <coughs> botched a wide open layup. Miami got yeah, the rebound. Uh, Stanford. No, Stanford. Stanford botched it. They just missed a wide open layup and Miami rebound. Are you talking about Indiana? You keep I'm saying sorry, Stanford. In- Yes, I'm sorry, Indiana. <laughs> Indiana, uh, they look, they're the same colors, exact same color. So, Indiana, botched a re- well, now it's going to review. But uh, Miami did get the rebound. I think they fouled. Gotcha. Um, but there is now a review. Not sure what that is getting reviewed, what exactly is getting reviewed uh, on that. But, dude, this could be massive because this is LSU's bracket right here. Uh, the number one yeah, seed in Indiana. Yeah, huge. Uh, this this is a massive massive game right here for LSU. We'll, we'll keep monitoring that. Um, but Reagan, I, I guess I want to ask you, like, what what was something? I, I mean, we it, on overall on the weekend. I mean, just phenomenal uh, to be able to get to win two out of three. You know, you started as Miami misses the first free throw. You got to make your free throws and down the stretch, especially in these games. Um, LSU, they've been great, and you as you said, you took. You took two out of three. That's exactly what you want to do. Yes, Sunday was appointing, but overall, phenomenal weekend. I guess if I want to say, you know, if if there is some areas right now they miss another free throw in Stan- uh, Stanford. Indiana now has the ball with 20 seconds left and down one. So we'll see how that goes. Uh, is there any concerns that you saw this weekend against Texas A&M that – you want to see kind of worked out here moving forward. I mean, I'll mention the one thing, and I've mentioned this a ton. 
and Blake hinted tonight that uh, we might actually that I might actually because I've been saying it for a long time now uh, that I might actually get what I've been kind of desiring, and that's more appearances from either Beloso. Uh, from Beloso. Uh, yeah. Maybe maybe we see Joe Bear. I don't know, but um, Paxton Kling obviously struggled. I look, I don't have anything against Paxton Kling. I think. He is phenomenal. Yeah, he was playing a lot. I think he's just in a. I think he's just in a slump, and he just didn't have a great weekend. You know, the, we have two pitchers that didn't have a great weekend. So, you know, we'll see how he bounces. I don't think Paxton Kling is somebody you take out of the lineup right now. I think you leave him in. But you know, some guys that I definitely think you need to give a look at, and I've been saying it. Look, Beloso deserves a shot. He's been. He's he's still hitting above four hundred. I'm not saying that he is your everyday guy, but I'm saying, you know, when you've got guys that, you know, like Paxton Kling and like Bear Jones, who's been, I mean, Bear Jones had a phenomenal Saturday, but Friday and Sunday, not great. He didn't have a good Friday and Sunday. I think he had, I think he might've had one hit Sunday, but his Friday and Sunday were not good. Um, His Saturday was phenomenal. I just think, you know, there's opportunities in the games where, you know, there you could bring it. LSU is just so talented and they have so much depth. There's There comes a point where you can say, hey, we can bring in a guy here or we can bring this matchup here, and we're okay with the, We're okay with that. I think Alex Malazzo has, you know, is definitely deserving of that as well. So we'll see. By the way, Indiana took a shot with 12 seconds left, missed. Miami rebounded. They're going to the free throw line again. Can they clutch boy, it up? Oh, boy. Can they clutch up and How make their free left? throws? 12 seconds, 12.7 seconds left. So, Reagan, is there – and I'll, I'll update you as we go. Um, is, is there any areas of concern coming out of this weekend that, that you feel needs to be addressed? I mean, I was pleased with the offense. Um, I was pleased with the defense. The defense looks phenomenal. I mean, absolutely phenomenal. Yeah, did they have um, an error this – this weekend, did they? Did we have? I think they had one. I think they had one. And Maybe. wasn't it kind of? Wasn't it kind of close? Was it Tommy? Was it Tommy White throw? I thought they did. They rule that and hit. Uh, on Sunday, I really don't know. I think we did have one though. They I can't hit remember both of them. By the way, Miami hit both. That's uh, honestly that kind of like the fact that I don't know what it was. I think speaks to like speaks volumes. There, yeah. There's there was no major error. Like there was yeah. no massive error. Um. There has been something uh, – I think these guys are talking about it right now, uh, uh, Adam and and, and, and Peyton. Um, there has been like this here. narrative that we can't hit against left-handed pitchers. Um, like we put up 10 runs against left-handed pitchers on Saturday. So – I, Right? Well, I, I think two of them did come against the right Okay, pitcher. I got you. Two of them came against the right I got you. But – 10 runs came against lefties. So I, I, and, and so I don't know. I like, I, I get what you're saying. I, I think what it is, I think we strike out more against left handed pitchers. I, I don't think that we don't do any, I, I, people act like when there's a left handed pitcher, like we're absolutely handicapped at the plate. And I just don't think that's true. I just think you see more swing and miss when when our team um, faces a left-handed pitcher. Um, but 
you you put up 10 runs on left-handed I mean that's like you're talking about Zach they were intentionally doing that yeah. on Saturday um and it didn't matter on Saturday now has well, it Indiana has it just hit a three and tied it Indiana just hit a three and tied it oh gosh I missed it too you six missed. seconds left it's your fault I'm just kidding oh now it's frozen up so now I can't even watch it six seconds left it's tied 68 68 they hit a three so Miami's gonna have a shot to win it Miami has a shot to win it with six seconds Woo! Um, um, look, so Saturday, yeah, they they kind of destroyed that narrative. Yeah, you scored ten runs sure. against them. Yeah, you yeah. you 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 really handled business, and they were trying to intentionally do that to you. So I, I, I don't know if I totally buy into that. Um, like I get what you're saying. I think there's more swing and miss, like I was saying with 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 left-handed pitchers, but I don't think we're handicapped. I think that's what some people are saying. But anyways. Uh, oh, Danny Girl said, any reason we played the young catcher? Uh, I, I got to agree. Look, I got to agree with this, Zach. I got to agree with this. I, I thought that we were going to see Brady Neal stay in the lineup because of his production at the plate. I don't think his production at the plate justifies him enough anymore. Um, and this is not, not a knock on him. I really think that he will do very well at LSU. Yeah. But what I've seen from Malazzo at the plate is just as good, if not better, than Brady Neal. And there's no question in my mind that Malazzo's a better defensive catcher. I would like to see Malazzo start to get the starts over Brady Neal after this weekend. There were some pass balls that shouldn't have been missed. Um there were some mental errors. Uh, Miami scores three Whoa! seconds left. Oh, 70 my to 68, God. three seconds left. Two, one, they're driving. Time expires. Miami wins. Oh, my and God. Indiana is, is, is put out. I mean, this is huge. Huge moment That's here for LSU Stanford. women's basketball. Because if they can get past Stanford, I mean, yeah, you – Thank goodness you were in this bracket. Again, we continue to harp on it. If you can get back to Utah, Zach, you're stuck on Stanford. You got stuck at Stanford. I don't know why I don't keep saying Stanford. Stanford you're Indiana, right Indiana, Indiana. Stanford got upset, Indiana. too. Stanford got upset, too. Old, Old Miss got put uh, put Stanford yes. out. Yes, gosh. I don't know. I, <laughs> I'm sorry, y'all. I apologize. I I am stupid. It's all good. Uh. That's insane. Uh, Tyler Townsend asked a good question because we do need to kind of wrap it up here. We're at a yeah, we do. We do. Uh, and we'll get to um, Ryan's question. He said, why do I feel like a lot of people are sleeping on Arkansas baseball? I think they are the second best team. Yeah, I agree. Uh, they, they've dealt with injuries. They've dealt with a lot of injuries on the pitching staff, and they've had to combat yeah. with for that. And, you know, you've had some losses here and there because of that. Yeah. I, I think their lineup is, is solid. Um, it, they, they have a great team. They really do. I think the pitching staff is the concern with Arkansas. Um, and, and you know, for a time there against Auburn, I think they were losing against their first game. Um, their, their, their first game against Auburn, they were behind for a good bit of that game. But it looks like they, they did enough to take care of business. Um, <coughs> they've been, they, they really look like the part uh, Arkansas does. Peyton said, dang, and y'all been calling me crazy on my laws. Look, last year was different. Ain't nobody – look, no, hold up now. Hold up, Peyton. McManus I was behind you 
I supported you last year the whole time on Malazzo. I I backed you. I didn't the whole time because I tell you what, McManus drove me crazy a few times behind the plate. Yes, McManus back. drove me crazy behind the plate. But sometimes. McManus could hit. He hit the ball. He did not. He he could hit bombs every now and then. It was not enough to justify the the crucial the the blunders that he made behind the plate. Sometimes that's fair. That's fair. Brady Neal is going is not near as bad. No, he's not near not as bad. Anymore. Brady Neal is going to be an excellent catcher at LSU. He is just a little immature. The dude is supposed to be a senior in high school right now. Yeah, the dude's supposed to be a senior in high school. He's making some immature. Uh, young mistakes, some pass balls. I don't think his bat's good enough to overlook Malazzo. I agree. I, I, Malazzo, I think, needs to be in the I line. I think Malazzo and Beloso deserve more looks, uh, and hopefully we'll see that. Maybe that, maybe, maybe tomorrow night. So let's get to that. Uh, so tomorrow yeah, night, I, they're going to play UCA, which is kind of cool. I went to CBC, which is literally right, right down the road from UCLA. UCLA, uh, UCLA, UCA. It, I just can't get a, I can't get another team's name right for nothing tonight. UCA, uh, right down the road from my old college, my old stomping grounds, uh, Central Baptist College, and uh, UCA in in Conway, Arkansas. They're, they're coming to Baton Rouge to face LSU. Uh, I think Ryan asked the question because I'm not worried about offense. I don't think we really need to talk about offense against UC, UCA. I think they'll do well. I hope so. Knock on wood, but. Ryan asked the question that we I think we need to address. Who starts? Because Chase Shores put a lot of innings on yeah. in on Sunday. So who yeah. comes in and start? I gotta be honest, Reagan. I think we might get what we asked for. And I think somebody that came on the show not super long ago might also get Is that your guess? Action. Is that your guess? I think Nate Ackenhausen might get a start really? this, this really? midweek. I do, because he only pitched what was it one or two innings? Correct. This weekend? Uh, yeah, it was two. I think. I think he pitched this. The didn't have a didn't not have even really too full. Game. Not even too full. Not even too full. I don't, yeah, he didn't. I think he like went. I think it was one and two thirds. Third. One and two thirds. Maybe two thirds. Okay, so like, yeah, he didn't even go a full two. I I think maybe maybe because who else is going to do it? You're right. You know, I didn't think about that. I didn't who think about that did? because because he pitched this weekend. I was thinking maybe he wouldn't, but he really didn't pitch that much at all. So it may, it may, you may be very much well, right. But I was thinking if not him, it, I mean, I would have to think Will Helmers. I think he would have to be. We didn't your, see Will Helmers your, at all. This week, did he didn't pitch. Right. Yeah. Okay. You, you might have me, you might have me there. You might have, I would love to see Nate. I think Will Helmers would be a very good option. He's a guy that has started in the midweek. Yeah. So, yeah. you know, in years past, I, I mean, it was like a, Two years ago, but I, I think he might have started. He might have started <laughs> he did. the game last. He did year, uh, in the midweek. So, anyways, uh, Reagan, I think I think we're about done. Uh, Miami pulls off the upset. LSU baseball big, big is news. continuing to roll. Great news for LSU women's basketball as they have advanced to Sweet Sixteen. They got a massive, massive game against Utah. But we're talking. I mean, uh, so Miami. Let's see who they'll face now. Let's let's see. Villanova, I think, is what the bracket. Villanova. Do. Yeah. <clears throat> Let's see if we can look at it here, Reagan. Okay. I want to see the bracket. Let me Green know if you see it before. Villanova. I yeah, Villanova. So it'll be Villanova, Miami, LSU, Utah. I really like yeah. LSU's chances. Really yeah. like LSU's chances. Now, I think. You got to play Utah, yeah. though. 
Go you got to play Utah. It's going to be tough. Um, so we'll see. Uh, Odana Girl it, mentioning the Miami game. She said, we watched this entire game, y'all. This Miami team is hot right now, and they play dirty. Mm. I don't know if they're the better option. We'll see. Peyton says Blake Money can start. Yeah, we'll good. see. He could. He very well could. You know, I, I've really kind of been – I I, I want to see Blake Money do better. I, I feel like he's yeah, I think he I think he's he's kind of one of those guys like like uh, Ryan mentioned, just kind of struggle a little bit. Needs needs yeah. needs to take a step up. All right, Reg, we need to end the show because I'm ready to yeah, go eat, and we've been ten minutes. We're ten minutes over already. Well, let's take yeah, a quick break, and then Reagan will be back to wrap up the show. Make sure you go follow us on Twitter, TikTok, Instagram, and Facebook, all at Tigers Avenue for daily updates on the show and all things LSU sports. If you're watching on YouTube, make sure to click off and hit that subscribe button at Tigers Avenue. We broadcast all of our shows live on YouTube, Facebook, and Twitter. All right, right back at it here to wrap things up. Appreciate all you guys coming in. I mean, y'all been y'all been popping in the comments section tonight. We, we appreciate all of y'all's feedback. We love having y'all in here to discuss um, um, LSU sports with us and really looking forward to uh, another great week. Arkansas, UCA, this Friday, we got the uh, um, the uh, Sweet 16 with LSU versus Utah. So it's going to be a great week. And we'll be back to discuss those things on Thursday night for our second show this week. And we'll, we'll really kind of really get in depth uh, looking at, at Utah and we'll get a little bit more in depth into into Arkansas as well. So I hope you would come back. Probably, probably we'll have a guest on Friday to, to, look oh, okay. 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 We'll probably have a guest. We do have a lot of Arkansas friends, so we can't have a, we will probably have a guest uh, on, on Thursday to discuss Arkansas baseball with us and get their side of things. Um, so be looking forward to that as well. I uh, appreciate all you guys again. We'll see you next year, next time here on Thursday night in the Tigers Avenue. Five Star Hero, take us out. Peace.